Good morning. Let's pray to start. Father, I pray that you'd reveal your truth to us this morning in the measure that you give it to us. In applying this truth, Father, I simply pray that within our church, every man and woman and child would be so convicted of the gospel this morning that we could do nothing else but strive to be the disciple that you want us to be for the kingdom of God today and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Well, we've reached that... um, part in Mark's Gospel, where Jesus has pulled his disciples to one side. He's just come out of preaching the parable of the sower, and he's collected the uh, disciples in, and he's about to explain the secrets of the kingdom of God to them. So, just to put it into perspective, the disciples have been called from their jobs. They've watched Jesus going around preaching the word, and healing people, healing the sick, And with that has come this increasing conflict with a group of local Pharisees. The disciples have been probably working a bit of overtime in mooring boats on and offshores because there's that many people coming to see Jesus that he needs to get into a boat and then come out so he can preach to everybody standing on the beach and the seashores. And it also says that disciples have had that many people coming to see Jesus that occasionally they didn't even have a chance to eat a meal. So the disciples have seen conflict and they've had a bit of a difficult time. And you might be thinking that that's, that's a cultural difference. That's the disciples back then. That doesn't happen like that now. It's changed a little bit. It's a bit easier now. Well, this week... Lucy Wynn, our youth worker, was telling me a story about a lady called Elizabeth Elliot. Elizabeth Elliot died recently, um, and she was a missionary out in Ecuador. Um, Her husband was a guy called Jim Elliot. In the 1950s, Jim Elliot and a group of other missionaries went out to Ecuador to preach the word. And whilst out in Ecuador, Jim and his colleagues were crossing a river to tell um, some local tribes people... I'm going to try and pronounce, I think it's the Auka tribe, fantastic, Um, about Jesus. They're going across a river, and suddenly they're advanced upon by some Auka warriors. Now, Jim Elliot has got a gun. He reaches for his gun. But actually, they've agreed that before they go out, they're not going to do any harm to the Auka tribe. They're there to preach the word, to take the message of Jesus to his people. So he reaches for his gun, and then he doesn't pull it. And Jim and his missionary colleagues are killed there and then in Ecuador. A couple of years later, Elizabeth Elliot went back out to the tribes and went to live amongst those people and did preach the word of God. And whilst living among those people and discipling those people, they became Christian. My question to you this morning is, how is God calling you to live as a disciple for the kingdom of God. We've got three parables this morning to look at. And yes, they all relate to how the kingdom of God is established on earth, but it circulates around that question. How is God calling you to live as a disciple for the kingdom of God? So, verse 21, he said to them, Do you bring in a lamp and put it under a bowl or a bed? 
Instead, don't you put it on its stand. The lamp is the good news of what Jesus came to do. God's wonderful message is salvation. This message is supposed to be revealed, not concealed. Before we jump straight to the application of what that looks like in our world, that is the message in general. The kingdom of God is supposed to be revealed, not concealed. Furthermore, it's a light for the whole world, inside your home, your office, your community. The light of the kingdom of God is supposed to shine in that place. I wonder what it is um, in our lives, taking it to an application point, where the light of the kingdom of God doesn't shine out how it's supposed to do. How does that look for you? I've asked that question of myself this morning. There's a few areas I can think of, and I work for the church. In verse 23 and 24, Jesus says, If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. In answering that question, how is God calling you to live as a disciple for the kingdom of God? I think it's by hearing God's word with the measure that God has given you to understand it, and then applying it in your world. And he goes on to say, with the measure you use it, so it will be measured to you. With that innate truth that you've got, apply it in your world. And when you apply it, you'll get given more to apply. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. In looking at the Greek translation of of trying to understand what he was saying about hearing and listening... Um, I think, I can't remember the Greek translation, I'm not that bright, but what it was saying was, see what you hear. It means accept it, get it. Don't just hear it and then go out and have your Sunday dinner and like, that was nice, now, now it's gone, now it's gone. Accept it, own it in your heart and apply it in your life. And when you do, it will be given to you more in measure. So, the kingdom of God in our lives is supposed to be revealed not concealed. We move on to look at the parable of the growing seed. How is God calling you to live as a disciple for the kingdom of God? Well, after hearing with the measure that God gives you, follow Christ's example. Proclaim the gospel and seek to live a righteous life. Sow the seed. Man sows it, God grows it in the kingdom. That's how it works. In looking at Jesus says, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. Our job is to sow the seed, proclaim the gospel in full, seek to live a righteous life. It's not my job to understand how God does what he does. I sow it, he grows it. That's how it works. What do we do when we've sown the seed? Let God do his thing, day and night will pass, and eventually a harvest will come. As soon as the the grain is ripe, he puts it to the sickle, because the harvest has come. One day there will be a harvest for the kingdom of God. One day Jesus is going to come back. Now, let's jump back and look at Psalm 1. What does Psalm 1 say? There's two paths. There's a path of the blessed, and there's a path of the wicked. What Psalm 1 says about the path of the wicked is that they'll be blown away like chaff. Let me tell you what chaff is. 
chaff is the leftover remnants of a harvest that's been and gone and isn't coming around again. For me, it's very much about working to get people into the kingdom of God. Jim Elliot was so convicted by this that he was willing to die for it. What was just as amazing was that after his death, Elizabeth Elliot, his wife, moved to live with these people. And they were converted and became Christian. How is God, in your world, calling you to live as a disciple for the kingdom of God? We move on to look at the parable of the mustard seed. Let your life reflect what has been revealed to you about the kingdom of God. This parable explains that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Small beginnings aren't necessarily a bad thing. Jesus' ministry started very small, just him. Then the immediate 12 came around him. He's now pulled them to one side and he's talking to them. Look at the Christian faith now. Under persecution, yes, but flourishing through generations. And it's our job to continue to work so that the kingdom of God is revealed and not concealed. It says it will become the largest of all of the garden plants. It'll have such big branches, it's greater than you can ever imagine. Able to house the birds of the air. It's a place that's sufficient for us. It's a place which isn't just big enough for your work colleagues, for your neighbours, for the person that you see every morning and have done buying a newspaper for the last 20 years. It's not just big enough for them. It's meant for them. It's our job to sow the seed, preach the gospel in full, and seek to live a righteous life. I think it's useful to figure out where we are on this journey of being a disciple. If you can honestly answer the question, how is God calling you to live as a disciple of the kingdom of God? I think it's hear and accept the word with measure, sow the seed, no matter how treacherous the territory, and live your life reflecting what God's revealed to you about the kingdom of God in the now and the not yet. How does that look in your life? I'm happy to discuss that with you. How does that look with us for a church at the moment? Well, the Catalyst Group met up last Tuesday and came up with two suggestions. So as a church, I'm going to tell you what these two things are. And first of all, I'm going to ask for your prayers around this as it gets submitted to PCC. But as a church, I want to answer the question, how is God calling us to live as disciples for the kingdom of God? These are the two things that came out of the Catalyst meeting on Tuesday. Recommendations are... That a fourth congregation of Holy Trinity developed, which is located in the community. The proposed style would be accessible, relaxed, informal, engaging and based around developing relationships with people who might find it harder to engage in Holy Trinity's services at the moment. For example, a cafe-style service, which is informal and family-friendly, might be one model. Possible location might be the Vauxhall Centre, and that's being looked into. Number one. Number two. Holy Trinity's existing outreach activities are reviewable and we work to enable and to develop and become more effective in linking the strategy of Holy Trinity and achieving our vision as a church. I ask for your prayers on these two things and I ask you this morning for you as an individual in your world and us as a church, how is God calling you and us 
to live as disciples for the kingdom of God. I'm going to finish with a prayer. Father, I pray in our lives that you would work through us so that your kingdom is revealed and not concealed. I pray that we would be brave enough and be empowered by you to sow the seed so that we can sow it and you can grow it. And I thank you that just as the parable of the mustard seed says, your kingdom is big enough for everybody, not just that. It's meant for people that we know as well. Amen.